0: The Interrobank podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.
1: Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I am your host, Ben Harrietha. This week on the podcast, it's another edition of Reporter Rants. This issue is our FSU elections issue. So to discuss some of the stories and the work that went into putting this issue together, I have Interabang reporter Kate Otterbein here with me. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself?
0: I'm good. Just got back from a walk in the cold, feeling fresh.
1: <laughs> oh, Sweet. That's just like my every that's my everyday. We're we're recording this in the evening. We usually record this in the mornings. So I was in the office today and then I headed home and I have like a 15 minute walk after a 30-minute bus ride.
0: <laughs> Wait, really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's it's uh just the way the buses run. It's essentially like um I can take the 20 or the four from Fanshaw to like downtown. And then I can either like usually wait 10 minutes or walk 13 minutes. Oh, Uh, because if I wait 10 minutes, then I can catch the seven and that cuts my walk down to a five minute walk. But I'm like, it's not really worth it. So I just usually walk like the 15, 20 minutes.
0: That's awesome. You get your exercise in every single day then. That's
1: true. It is. It is. It's a good amount of cardio because it's like, yeah, I, I walk everywhere basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that might change i might be getting a car so that's fun
0: that's exciting
1: yeah yeah your drastically
0: uh, cuts down your cardio i can tell you that much
1: <laughs> definitely well luckily i go to the gym like five days a week oh should be fine there yeah <laughs> um, but it yeah so that that should be fun it all depends on uh on uh how the if the government is nices to me when it with the tax return <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll fingers crossed there We're not, we'll see so uh what, what do you got coming up in this uh in this next issue
0: so i think i have like three different articles here um no two three three
1: i think it's three
0: it is three, <laughs> it is three. I, I've been working on so much this week because I'm also simultaneously working on things that we moved to next um the next issue. So I feel like I'm just constantly, you know trying to remember what I've been doing. but um, yeah, I have three in the next issue. so I have the dinner series, um which was a about a dinner series as held by the flight services students to kind of give them more um, hospitality experience in their curriculum. Um, An Outer Banks season three review, which was my very first review I've ever written, but welcome to the club. Thank you. (laughs) And then the third one was um, a gender-based, gender-based violence mapping system that the school helped kind of um, fund and get into place where People can anonymously report their sexual gender-based violence um, instances where they can pinpoint exactly where in the city they happened and anonymously tell their story.
1: Perfect. And uh, we'll 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 get back to that in a moment. I do just wanna it, it I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Uh, uh, the FSU, obviously it's the FSU elections, so the new FSU president has been elected. So congratulations, Stefan Satya. For uh, winning that election, and congratulations to everyone else who got directed to the board of directors and all the other positions that I'm not quite sure about. Well, it be, <laughs> be, be there's a lot of positions. It'll all be in the in the new issue of, of Interebang, which pick it up on uh, newsstands now. Um, but congratulations, uh, everyone! It was uh, it, apparently this was like the best election they've seen, like in terms of voter turnout and how many people were running.
0: That's awesome. I know it's always been kind of a discussion in the past of like, you know, nobody kind of shows up to vote. Um, and I understand that maybe some students think it's not important, or as important, I guess, I should say is like an actual election. But I mean, it's just as important because you get to voice your opinion within the school, right? And you can make change within the community that you're going to every single day. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the entire city of London that you can make change.
1: No, exactly. and it's it's just because it's your school and it's the student union, it uh, doesn't mean it's not important. Like exactly. they, it, it's a lot of uh, a lot of the student union, like the student union is in charge of a lot more stuff than I think people think. Like I think the student people think the student union is just like events and like food. But like, they also handle, um, like bus passes, parking. Um, your
0: insurance for like your like your benefit plan, yeah, and things too,
1: yeah, no, exactly. they do they do a whole bunch of stuff. um,
0: to be fair, I don't think I actually realized that either until I actually started working for the FSU. so
1: I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess just one of those things that you just don't really think of, you just kind of assume that Fanshaw as a whole helps with them. but no, the FSU does a lot, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I think the only thing they don't handle is like tuition. And even then I think they handle like uh, a lot of like the, if you need help with tuition.
0: Yeah. Uh, they do I think, yeah, that, might do that, have I think that
1: might be student union.
0: Yeah. They have a lot, a lot of financial advisors, which I believe is kind of, you know who you can talk to if you need advice for your situation.
1: So yeah, it's important to vote for who's in charge of your student union and who, and who, uh, who who's your who's your guys? <laughs> <So> for <laughs> lack of a better word, it's been a long day. Um, so uh back to your stories and everything. Did you have any issues putting uh putting your stories together this issue, or did it all kind of run smoothly?
0: Um I would say for the most part it ran smoothly once everything was booked. Um it was kind of a matter of my schedule has gotten very crazy recently with starting a new internship position. Um so my days from 9 to 5 are strictly internship. So I've kind of had to work around things, but once we got a time set together, um I think everything went smoothly. The hardest part was really just like figuring out how to write a review which uh, without completely spoiling everything for The Outer Banks season 3 review I did. I did probably spoil a little bit and I put a spoiler warning. <laughs> but when i first wrote like my first draft i was like freshly after watching the show i think i put way too much detail in
1: oh yeah i mean sometimes reviews can end up almost feeling like story summaries and like yeah you don't want to you don't want them to end up like that definitely
0: no yeah i did a lot of it was i did a lot of revisions because i was like mm, i don't think this is exactly how it's supposed to go and i kind of referenced a lot of reviews of other things just to kind of get the feel of it down. But I mean, I think it went pretty well for um, my first review. Maybe. No,
1: it was definitely, it was really good. I mean, like I'm the, I'm the review guy in the, in the in Tarot Bang office at the moment. I'm the, I'm the one who does the reviews, but I'm glad that we also have TV reviews. Cause I'm really bad at like keeping up with a show. And yeah. Uh, I just know things are, like, good, basically. I can't, like, I find it really hard to put, like, what makes a TV show really good. um, Because it's so so long form.
0: Yeah, and I'm not, to be honest, it might come across as just, like, one big fangirl article. Because, let's be real here, this show is my favorite show. Um, This wasn't an overly critical (laughs) review, because I do know that I love it but mm-hmm. i to be fair i don't know anyone who doesn't love that show so
1: yeah it's I, I and honestly sometimes those are fun it's more fun to just enjoy something i think than to be like super hyper critical of it some of my some of the reviews i've done so far have have just been me being like this album rocks and you should listen to it <laughs> um like I, re- I like uh when i reviewed new order like, it was literally just a like a 650 word article of me just being like, yeah, this album is so cool. Like, just this is such a cool album. Please listen to it. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's very hard for me to be actually like critical,
0: critical of things, I think. Um, no, me too. I, unless it's something that I really do not like with a passion. Um, I don't really <laughs> I just kind of gosh over the parts that I like about most things because yeah.
1: if, something's, if something's just kind of like mediocre it's kind of like ah, whatever it's more fun to like to like more critically and analyze stuff I think like <laughs> um, so for example American Idiot by Green Day Oh, um, I love that album really good album I personally don't like super love it Oh my but goodness, we had this conversation, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. But it's it's mostly because I don't like I they they like use the political angle as almost like set dressing for the album and I think they could have done more with that, if that makes sense, and I think it could have been really really like strong and like really I don't want to say poignant, poignant's not the right word, but it could have it could have hit really hard. I think if uh, if they kind of leaned more into the political aspect of some of the songs Um, but they don't and I think that's a little lame but it doesn't take away from the fact that the album is really good
0: <laughs> that's fair and I yeah. think that just that album has a soft spot in my heart Um that was like you know peak high school that I got more into that album obviously that album is a lot older than I was in high school Um 2004 but- 2004 yeah Yeah. so i was three when that came out yeah um but it does have such a soft spot in my heart because of you know it reminds me of the the late elementary school days middle school whatever you want to call it um yeah and i think i think actually we we did a green day song for a grade eight graduation too so it's just kind of all encompass
1: that's class i mean it's a classic for a reason. It is. It is a. It is a genuinely really good album. It's. It's more just like I. My issues with it are me being like a weird. <laughs> I like the. I like thematic things on my album, and it's like, man, it would have just been. It would have hit if they had just pushed. Pushed the political bit like just a little harder, just a little bit. But it. They. It, it's. It's still good. So uh, you you wrote a uh, you wrote a story about the Map my experience uh, website. Uh, yeah, you ended up actually kind of writing sister pieces in a way. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I I wrote something about the Speak Out. App,
0: yes. Also okay. a collaboration
1: with Safe Cities. It's it's another. Uh, so what Speak Out is for people who either haven't read the article yet or don't know what it is. It's a um, it is a anonymous sexual violence reporting tool run by the London police. Uh, it was created by the Barry police um, a, a year ago and it was uh, effective in Barry. And so now they're rolling it out in London on a one year trial run. And so it's available in Barry in London. And essentially what it is, it's completely anonymous. Uh, it's not an official police report, um, but you do get a reference number in case you do want to make a police report later so that you can then use the information that you submitted on the speak out app um, to make the investigation easier when it, when slash if it comes to that. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting because we both ended up talking to Leah Marshall
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who always great. I oh, love I
0: love Leah. Leah. She's so sweet. She, yeah, she's
1: just so nice. She's like, first sort off, perfect for the position she's in. Um, and then, like, every time I talk to Leah, it's like, she's like, so excited to talk to us. It's like, it's great. I, I love talking to Leah. She's you so can really nice. tell that
0: she's passionate about it.
1: No, yeah, exactly. It's, um, it, 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 she, like I said, she's just the perfect per- person for the position that she's in. Mm-hmm. Um and she always has like something interesting to say i think about um not just stuff pertaining to her role but just really any issue period uh and, and like i've talked to her about things that don't pertain to sexual violence and she still is like a really like uh like more like just women's rights issues on the whole and she's still like a uh can give like a really good insight on that stuff as well so yeah
0: she is so insightful
1: yeah, no, she's great. Um, what was your experience writing the piece on, you know, the safe cities and the Map My Experience app? Like how did that go?
0: Um, it was a lot of fun for me. So to be honest, when I was kind of given the assignment, we didn't know much about it at all. We were told that um there is this map that you can map, like pinpoint in the city where you have experienced um sexual violence, gender-based violence, anything in that realm. Um so, I kind of went to Lee and I was like, "Hey, can you talk about this?" And upon the start of the the interview, I was like, "So let's be real here. Um, I don't know much about this." So it was really um it was a lot of fun for me because normally when you're going into an interview and right working on an article, you know a lot more going into it, but it's kind of just like it was gave me that moment to learn alongside someone if that makes sense, and it kind of, um I don't know, it was a lot of fun. And I like that I got to learn a little bit more about it. And it's it's such a great a great website for people to use to continue to heal. Because one of the things Leah said that is for those people who don't feel comfortable making a formal police report because they have had bad experiences in the past, or um they, you know, whatever the case is, why they don't want to report it. This is still a very great healing tool for them to share their stories um and get them out there because it's one of those things that it's hard to come to terms with this kind of thing when it happens but once you come around to it um i feel a lot of people are passionate about wanting to make a change whether they want to identify themselves or not this is a great way for them to do so
1: i especially i think my favorite part about the map my experience app is that it's it's not only an avenue for these people to tell their stories, but it's also a community tool as well, of course that's like my that's like a part that I think is like really kick ass about it is that people can open up the app and see where in London is like uh, like a hot spot, basically,
0: yeah, where, where are, are the problem happen- areas?
1: yeah, exactly. Where are the problem areas because not only does this teach you know the individual. Okay, maybe I should avoid that spot of London, which, while it is unfortunate that we have to even have an app to do that, it's nice that we do have it. Um, It also allows organizations to then look at it and be like, okay, well, these are our problem spots. How do we fix this?
0: Yes. And that's something too that when a person goes on to share their experience, um, they are actually asked that is, how do you think? you would feel safer what could be changed about this things like that to try and make a difference in that area and they do it like of course they do it in a way that the survivor knows it's never their fault um but it is i think this is going to bring great change to the city to you know open people's eyes and with that in collaboration with the speak out app i think london is making great headway in making london safer
1: yeah and i think um the speak out app unfortunately i think has a a, it has like two shortcomings it like obviously the more uh the more tools that sexual violence survivors have the better like it's never gonna be a bad thing to give people more options Mm -hmm. after they've commit uh after they've experienced some form of sexual violence but um unfortunately i find the speak out at because it's like a police thing obviously it just kind of it does funnel you into making that police report which uh as we all know sometimes the police aren't the best when it comes to certain groups of people um and you also have to be over the age of 18 to use it
0: yeah that's the part i wasn't necessarily a fan of um i'm assuming that's because of the like do you have to can you make a police report if you're under 18
1: i don't know actually i've never had to make a police report
0: (laughs) i haven't either which is why i asked but if that's the case then yeah it just puts a target on them to be like so you're over 18 you're able to make a police report you are only allowed to use this app and you're right it will for some people um most people probably feel like they have to make a police report afterwards because se- sexual assault um gender based violence all of that stuff still happens to people well under the age of 18 that is yeah. no secret
1: yeah like uh, it, it it's it's ridiculous to me that it's it's because it's not an official police report it's just you're submitting information and it just kind of baffles me that it's not that it's not open to people under the age of 18 because as we all know fa- pe- famously people under the age age of 18 don't experience sexual violence right
0: right yeah, yeah like <laughs> not a chance not a chance
1: <laughs> not at all you know um so it's it's it just boggles the mind that it's like it's like yeah we have this anonymous great reporting tool you have to be 18 to use it and it's yeah. like, like it's just like okay well that's like an entire like that's 18, you know, that's an entire group of people that aren't uh, able to use your tool. Like I saw a poll on Twitter the other day, basically asking people their experiences with like sexual violence and like a series of threats. Do you know, like they like one of the tweets was like, how old were you when you first got catcalled? And the and the options were um, under 12 and over 12. And the and the answers were 50 50.
0: That is so disgusting. Well,
1: it's gross, but it's it's showing that it's like, yeah, okay, I get it because it's kind of technically official police stuff. You can't have a young kid doing it, but give give another option then, you know, yeah. have have a guardian ha, like or, or something like that. I but don't know. then
0: that also brings up, I mean, because I was thinking that myself, like a parent, a guardian could do it. But then there's also those kids that, you know, what about those kids that are out on the streets and they don't necessarily have a guardian that they're able to go to for help, too? Yeah. And, and it's, that it's, creates a whole other issue.
1: Yeah, it, it's a, it's just an unfortunate spot where this otherwise really good tool kind of falls, I think, in comparison to MapMyExperience. Now, the only problem with MapMyExperience is obviously that if you do end up wanting to pursue that police report, I don't think you can use map my experience stuff in that you might be able to but
0: yeah it, I'm not 100 sure on that either but I don't think so it's
1: so new at this point that we haven't seen anyone use it obviously so mm-hmm. obviously going forward that might change but uh at, at this moment in time you know map my experience you can't use it if you want to use a police if you want to use it in a police report and um the speak out app you have to be over the age of 18 which is I really think those are like both these apps shortcomings
0: You know, and we are still in the early stage of both of these things, right? Obviously, Mm -hmm. police have has used this app and created this app, and it works for them. Um, But maybe because we are in the like the starting stages of both Speak Out and Matt My Experience, maybe they'll you know kind of come together one day and work together because that would be really nice if they could lift that eighteen plus
1: yeah rule. That is that is the hope, and I mean. The other thing too is that it's only accessible by the police, the Speak Out app. Like, there's no community tool like Map My Experience, mm-hmm. which, again, I understand it. It's because, you know, sometimes there's some confidential information in there, but it's like, it's also like completely anonymous. But like, it could have like a Map My Experience style pin map in there or like, you know, just a way to share your story on the app. I don't know. It's, For sure,
0: and I think it'd be beneficial if it did have kind of you know the map my experience community in there.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely think like a merging of these two tools is probably like would be the best case scenario here, where Absolutely. it's essentially what it is, is that it's not an official police report until you actually want to go into a police report, and then um, it also allows community members to see. Sexual violence hotspots throughout the city. Moving on from that, um, you, as we were talking about earlier, you wrote a super long piece on the Outer Banks, like (laughs) eight hundred (laughs) and fifty words, I believe. What I checked, Uh, it was what eight hundred and fifty words. I think was the.
0: It was well over a thousand. My first draft. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like my fingers were about to fall off my hands. I was typing with like fresh tears in my eyes not to try to spoil it yeah. it spoilers but the ending oh my god the ending
1: i get the, i get the vibe that you want to gush about it yeah and i've unfortunately never see it i have done a, <gasps> i've done a quick wikipedia skim though no so... you need
0: to watch it like i swear to god you will probably binge all three seasons in like a week flat i guarantee i've it.
1: heard i've heard good things so i i, I might is... i'm end up watching it so is I there think is, okay. do you want to talk about it a little bit yes Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so there, this series, I'll talk about the series as a whole. Um, I have loved it since it first came out in like 2020 or 2019. 20, no, 2020, I think is when it first came out. Whatever the date was, doesn't matter. Um, and it is, like I said in the um, article, it's like an Indiana Jones meets teen group kind of thing. Like, these kids are on a treasure hunt. And every single episode, I kid you not, is so exciting. There is something happening in every single episode that it is not like a sit back and relax and like play a video game or like a game on your phone type thing. You need to pay attention because it moves that quickly. But it's not the type of show that you get bored with, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like these kids that are a mix of the Pogues and the Kooks, which the Kooks are like the rich kids on the island, the Pogues are like the you know, lower class and the lower class kids in this friend group are what kind of initiate this because the main character's dad, John B., um, John B.'s main character, his dad started this treasure hunt and then together they try to finish it and it carries on throughout the seasons. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. And season three has a huge plot twist. I encourage everybody to watch it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You seem very excited about it. I am it looks right up my alley honestly because like i do stuff like i do like shows that are like exciting and that's such a stupid way to say that (laughs) i like shows that are exciting
0: no Um, but it's like like, it's different than like your regular like sitcom it's like a
1: thrill ride you know yeah that makes sense yeah like my heart uh,
0: was pumping
1: some of my favorite games are the uncharted games which seem (laughs) to have the same kind of vibe Yes, my dad um,
0: loves the Uncharted games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's it's that same kind of treasure hunting, exciting, nonstop stuff. And plus, I uh, I've actually been to the Outer Banks before. Wait, so. it's a
0: place? What? I need yeah. to go. Where yeah. is it?
1: It's in North Carolina. <gasps> um, if you so, if you look on a map of the state of North Carolina, there's the mainland North Carolina, and then there's like a strip of land uh, off the coast. That's the Outer Banks.
0: That makes sense because they use boats to get everywhere. Yep.
1: And it's it's it is a beautiful part of uh, part of North America because I am
0: so not into geography that I just thought this was a made up place. So (laughs) no, it's real. I would like to go to that.
1: It's real as hell because it's it's super wild because it's like um, because of where North Carolina is situated. It's like in the summer, it's like the perfect temperature. It's not too hot it's not too cold it doesn't well it rains there a lot and when it <laughs> rains it rains um but that all shows the,
0: uh, in at least one of the episodes
1: yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy all the houses there are like storm houses so they're like really uh hardcore but um it's uh it's a beautiful beautiful place uh that unfortunately gets hammered by hurricanes so um yes
0: that was also part of it too at one point yeah um it makes me sad, though, because if you're going to watch Outer Banks, you completely just, like, read my spoiler article.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll probably, I'll either forget, and I also don't really care about spoilers. I'm not, you I'm don't not. Ca-
0: oh my gosh, nah, they make me so mad.
1: I'm like, I don't know, in the in the modern day and age, spoilers are just, like, they're just going to happen. Like, I'm just going to come across them, so. That's fair. If if the story is still good, like, I'm not, it, like, learning that X character dies is not going to exactly ruin the the whole thing for me. True. So,
0: um, um, so we're gonna become Outer Banks pen pals. If you watch it and <laughs> you're gonna, like update me on everything, and we're gonna start like an Outer Banks like TV club, like book club. But we'll talk about the TV show.
1: Of course, of <laughs> course, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Well, that'll be that'll be the second podcast we start. Uh, is our <gasps> Outer Banks book club?
0: That would be so fun. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure for sure well i'll, I'll put it in the works <laughs> um all right so before we wrap up our Zoom's starting to get us to give us the boot here um but uh i, I justin did this last reporter lance and i really liked it it's uh it was like a lightning round question thing
0: oh um
1: so just say the first thing that comes to mind don't try to think about it too much um okay. because Every obviously answer we gotta be, be quick okay. <laughs> um so favorite food tacos uh, sweet, savory or, salt- savory, or salty? Salty. Uh, new mu- music you're listening to right now?
0: Oh, New Friends. Kind of not new, but a little new.
1: <laughs> favorite band of all time?
0: Five songs five in Summer.
1: Uh, do you dance? I try. <laughs> mountains <laughs> or beaches?
0: Um, I think mountains.
1: Uh, do you cook? I try. Uh, what's your favorite thing to cook?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> coffee or tea
0: uh neither but iced coffee
1: a thousand dollars what are you buying
0: probably paying off my car
1: <laughs> uh, what's the <laughs> silliest thing you own
0: oh uh uh a giant squishmallow.
1: how big how giant is giant
0: like really big like i think it's 50 something inches tall whoa no i have two of them yeah they're that's, amazing
1: that's only like because i'm i'm 5'9 that's only like 20 inches shorter than i am at, i am
0: okay maybe it's 50 centimeters then
1: it's 50 <laughs> se- yeah 50 inches sounds like a lot <laughs> i uh,
0: i was I, gonna
1: say that i'm like you got a four foot tall
0: <laughs> i wish <laughs>
1: uh, maybe be together be. they would be maybe they maybe they'll start uh making those um <laughs> do you believe in ghosts uh, and finally, your favorite story that you've written for the Intero Bang.
0: Oh, my new friend's story.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So that wraps it up. Thank you for thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, was it's been so great to chat I love you. that. Yeah. No, the lightning round. It's so good. Justin did it last time. And I was like, I'm going to do that now. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, and I'm not just going to do it for reporter ants either. I'm going to do it for like video podcasts going forward. I think it's yeah. like I think it's like really fun. That kind of That's set of questions so- that he gave.
0: Yeah, that's such a lighthearted way to end it, especially like I don't know if there's ever like heavy issues or topics. That so, top- yeah, yeah.
1: Sometimes it's hard to kind of do the chipper podcast outro after like a heavy episode. Yeah. So. Um, But speaking of outro, uh, thank <laughs> you for coming on the podcast, Kate.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: And thank you for listening to another episode of the Red Couch podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Pick up your copy of Bang on newsstands now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Bank, I'm Ben Harriatha.
0: The Interabang podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.